Hey, what's up, podcast family? This is Chet. Welcome to Mutterings from a Bald Guy. I'm the bald guy, if you didn't know that. And this podcast is to bring you all things current, some past. Maybe I'm talking solo. Maybe I have some guests. From a Christian family perspective, that perspective is desperately needed today. And of course, the goal and the mission is to add value and hope to your life. And I hope that you get it today. We are on episode 26, and I want to talk about being a husband and being a dad. If you are a mom listening, I believe you will find this very interesting. So I want to start off by saying I don't think it's very funny that wives make fun of their husbands for not being able to find anything in the house. I will admit that when Nicole asked me to go find something in the house, in the home, I have trouble finding it until she tells me where it is. <laughs> um, it's just the truth. It could be right in front of me. And she's like, hey, go grab the thermometer. And I'm like, okay, where's it at? And she tells me it's in this general area. And I look all over the place and I can't find it. And then she gets up and she finds it in three seconds. Is there, are there any other dads who feel my pain? And are there any other dads and husbands whose wives make fun of them because of that? If that's you, go ahead, drop a comment, send me a text, whatever. Just let me know I'm not alone on this one. And if there are any wives who have funny stories, I would love to hear them because apparently it's a thing. I didn't know this, but it's a thing. So in, in being a husband, you know, there, there's things like that that happen that's fun. And uh, I just wouldn't trade it for the world, right? And so when we talk about being a husband from a Christian perspective, the one thing that we have to remember as husbands is that first we are called by Scripture in Ephesians chapter 5 to cherish and love our wives like Christ loves and cherishes the church, which is his bride, right, which he's pursuing, and he's going to come back to take her to himself once again. Uh, It's symbolic for the marriage relationship when a husband takes his wife from her father and mother, and they join and become one. And so that that has to be first. And uh, the thing we see in this culture, in this society, is this idea of individualism within a marriage, and, and that's not biblical, Yes, it's okay to have your own hobbies. It's okay to have your own passions. It's okay to do things that you enjoy doing separate from one another. But in the within the relationship, the scope of the relationship has to be a biblical center on God's promises, on his word, on the things he says about marriage. And in a time like we are in today, we have to understand what it means to be married and what it means to seek marriage Whenever I'm teaching youth, I love going through dating and courting and what it looks like to seek someone else. And one of the problems, and I'll give you a solution. Anytime I say a problem, I always try to bring a solution. One of the problems I see with young couples today is that their parents want them to wait so long to get married. And I just, I don't see that in scripture. So, One of the things to remember is that in the historical context of the New Testament church, it did take a while for um, a man and a woman to come together because the man would have to get his home in order and get get it ready for his wife and then obviously for future children. One thing to remember, though, is that they didn't see each other as much as we see each other today whenever we're dating and courting and figuring out one another and getting to know one another. So whenever two people come together and they're sexually attracted, and they're attracted to one another, 
uh, it becomes difficult after a while to hold back the temptation. Therefore, you know, Paul says, hey, look, if, if it's a temptation till you get married. Um, so we have to go back to the, to the Bible center, right? We have to go to the center of the scripture. We have to believe what it says and be okay to get married. And once we're married, we need to understand the biblical context of marriage. This world is throwing all kind of curveballs at us, telling us to believe this, telling us to believe that. But we need to know the word of God. Ephesians chapter 5 is beautiful with that. Uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 7 really digs into what it means to be married. And it's not easy. It makes you holy. You get mad. You get aggravated. It's tough seasons. There's great seasons. And it's one thing to remember that us as dads, uh, well, us as fathers, we are called to be the rock of our family. And what that means is not to be some dictator, but to be the one that is in so in tune with our wives' emotions and their wants and their desires and their passions that we lead in such a way that brings them fulfillment in Christ. And sometimes that's not easy, but that's what we're called to do as husbands. And whenever we do that, we show other people in the church, other people we're discipling. By the way, husband, if you're a believer in Jesus Christ, you need to be discipling other people. It, it, it's part of what Jesus said. Jesus said, go therefore and make disciples, baptizing them in the name of the Son, Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, teaching them what I have taught you, and then I will be with you always. Right? He says, I will be with you always after he says, go do these things. Obey me. <laughs> I command you to go do these things. So being a husband is a high calling. It's something that um, we have to do with utmost respect and honor and, and believe that it's a great privilege that God would allow us to have a wife and that God would allow us to lead that wife according to his will for her. Remember, husband, my fellow men out there, your wife, your future wife, your wife-to-be someday in the future is a daughter of God. She is a child of God. And you better treat her right because we all know what fathers think of their daughters. Don't mess with them, right? Be very, very careful. Treat them with respect, with love. Cherish them. Learn about them. Hear them. You know, you, you start learning through the years that, um, you know, I just I don't think I'm ever going to figure out Nicole just because she's a woman and I'm a man. And there will always be that natural divide between us because we're so different. But the beautiful thing about marriage is God gives you, if he chooses to give you a great amount of time to learn one another and love one another and gives you these opportunities of failure to learn from so that you can draw closer. And that's the whole idea of Christ in the church, right? So we sin against Christ, we repent, and then we draw closer to him, and we don't sin that way anymore. It's called sanctification, and that, that process is definitely in the marriage relationship. So take heart. Couples out there listening, look, if you're married, just know that each day is a new day. And especially through this crazy time we're going through, just take heart in the word of God and be encouraged by that today and know that it's important for you to read husband. It's important for you to read wife, the word of God, to know how to treat one another and serve one another uh, by the words of Christ. And know that you are absolutely adored, you are absolutely loved, you are absolutely cherished. No matter what the world says about you, you are loved by God. If you are a child of the king, you are loved and cherished by God. And he has a plan and a purpose for you. But it's going to be very difficult for you to know that plan and that purpose without reading the word 
of God. Now transition into dadhood, right? You got you have husbandhood and then you have dadhood. And dadhood is whenever you start wearing cargo shorts and you don't really care about uh, holes in your underwears anymore. Underwears. Well, that was a Cajun thing. Underwear, right? You don't care about the holes in your underwear. <laughs> and you start wearing, you know, maybe tube socks. I haven't got there yet. I'm still wearing my low cut socks, but that's not even the thing anymore. Um, you know, maybe your skinny jeans become a little baggier. Maybe your, you know, the kind of watch you wear is a little different. Your interest in clothes more in polo, not so much in V cut, right? So you like you're just changing, you're changing into dadhood. It's like a transformation that happens, kind of like a caterpillar to a butterfly, right? And so you do these things and you start raising kids, and then life gets super crazy, super fast. And you're consumed with kids. And so as most of you know, we have four precious kids and they are our life. That's all. I mean, they take up every hour, every second of the day and we wouldn't have it any other way. Um, However, we have to be very, very intentional on spending time together, even though we're raising kids. So like right now, um, you know, Wesley's been sick with an ear infection and Graceland's still young. She's going through a growth spurt, so she's feeding a lot. And um, I work at I work from home, so I spend hours in the basement. And sometimes it's not. I would love to come in the basement and spend. Get here at like six, do my quiet time for an hour, hour and a half, depending on what I'm reading, and then get started preparing and studying and different things online and stuff like that. But a lot of the times, I come in the basement, I do my quiet time, and then I get about three to four hours of work in, then I go upstairs. And when I go upstairs to eat breakfast, you know, the kids want to talk, they want to hang out. So I do that. And then I come back down. And so sometimes it's like a battle, you know, because you get focused in on what you're doing. And then I walk upstairs and the kids want to hang out and talk to me. So I do that. And then I come back down. So some days are really long. Some days I don't end until 6, 6.30 in the evening, um, depending on what happens. And usually my schedule I work a lot of hours on Monday, Wednesday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. That way I can take off Friday, and then if I have to tie up loose ends on Saturday, kind of look over the message, whatever I can. So that's really my schedule, and it's taken me years to get into this routine in ministry because there's always someone you can email. There's always someone you can text message. And so as a dad, I have to remember, like, my wife is first, my kids come after that and then ministry's third but what's interesting is that when I as a husband focus on my wife and when I as a dad focus on my kids God seems to multiply my time and my ability and my energy to even do more in ministry and I'm more productive it's taken me a long time to get there it's taken me a really long time to understand that God is even in control of time and space and um, he he controls those things so he gives multiple he, he increases that as I follow him and obey him. And I just signed up for 15 credit hours for NOBTS in the fall, which is absolutely crazy. Um, But Nicole and I decided that I need to get school done and I'm going to be going through the bachelor program plus the um, MDiv accelerated program, which is like a huge bone NOBTS throws at those in level college. So I'm taking it and I'm running with it. So I'm hoping to be done with school with my MDiv in uh, 2023. I'm just going to have to hunker down, get it done. I'm excited about that. So my question to you, 
husbands and dads is this. Where are your priorities? Is your priority more um, in your career? Is your priority more in your hobbies? Is your priority more online, on social media? Or is it in the health and the wealth of your wife and the stability and foundation of your kids? Look, I'll be the first to admit I fail at those things every single day. I fail. I do. I constantly have to ask Nicole for forgiveness. I constantly have to ask my kids for forgiveness. It's a real situation here for me. I struggle with it sometimes, and I'm not perfect. And my only hope that I have each day is just to dig into the Word of God and to remember the Word of God and to seek God's presence in my life so that I, I would have just a little bit to give to my, life, my, my family and have a little bit to give to the ministry God's given me. I am such a weak man, and the more I realize how weak I am, it seems to be the greater that God's strength is shown in me. You know, one of the things that, um, and just to be real with you guys, you know, I haven't baptized anyone or led anyone to the Lord probably in maybe a year and a half, two years. And I don't quite understand why that's happening. I'm not doing anything different. I'm still seeking the Lord. I'm trusting Him and obeying Him um, when He speaks to pick up people inside the street, share the gospel. Uh, preach his word unashamedly, and uh, it's just, it's not happening. I'm just going through a season right now in ministry where it's like, man, you know, where's the increase? You know, where's where's God's movement? And the only thing that gives me hope and, and encouragement through this season in my life is the word of God. I have to trust in his timing. I have to trust what he's doing in the lives of the people I lead. I have to trust him because if not, Looking at the situation from my own human eyes, it just doesn't seem like God is around. But when I look at the scripture, I see that he's still moving. He's still active in the lives of his people, and he still loves his church, even though the church can be so disobedient and so dry spiritually towards him. He's still active in it, and I have to trust that. So my brothers, my sisters, the last thing I want to say to you is this. Focus on the things that scripture tells you to focus on and let God take care of the rest. Give this world filled with hate and rage and division up to God. And you be prepared for the time that you get to take a stand for Jesus, even if it would cost you everything. Hey, enjoyed my time with you. Remember, if you've enjoyed this episode any, go ahead and leave me a review. If you're an Apple user, hit those five stars, which greatly helps us get this content out to um, other people. There's a, more importantly, there's a stay connected link there for email. Sign up for the email. I send two to three emails a week, just any new video that, that comes out on my YouTube channel or uh, on the podcast so that you get it straight to your inbox. If not, it can be lost in the algorithms of social media. So I just want to connect with you and hear from you. And be certain that I think about my podcast family often. And I hope that this encouraged you. I hope me being real and authentic helped you uh, just to connect in, in a way that is just real. Because life is real and sometimes we think about things and we, we wonder. Um, but I always have to be pointed back to the Word of God. That's, that's my hope and that's my peace. And that's where I gain my strength. Praise God for that. Amen. Have a great day. I'll see you soon.